Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. And today my, my message is not so. Somebody lift up your hand and say not so. Not so. Not so. Not so is a word very soon you will, you will know why not so. And opposition is unavoidable in a life of success. That means if you be successful, you'll be opposed. When you are successful, I thought everybody should be happy. You know, like um, if Black Stars plays a match and they've won, everybody should be happy. Or when we do an election and one political party wins, everybody should be happy because they've won the election for Ghana. If you are three brothers in a family and one is doing very well, everybody should be happy. Now, logically, that is the way it should be. But human life presents us with the opposite. That success, most of the time, is met with resistance. So wherever you are, if you are succeeding, you become an enemy. And so... A life of success inevitably attracts resistance. And it is very naive on your part to assume that if you play fair in life and do the right things, you will not be opposed by detractors. So sometimes you are thinking, if I can do the right thing, and you hear people and they'll tell you, be careful. They'll tell you, be careful. The only careful you can be in this world and not be opposed is to be carefully poor carefully fail, carefully frustrated, carefully sick, carefully confused, carefully be without a purpose, then that one, no opposition. <laughs> but there is nothing like you carefully succeeded. And so because of that, people won't oppose you. The only thing is normally when they are coming to oppose you, they won't tell you we are opposing you because of your success. They will find something else and attack you cannot be too pure and too innocent to be opposed opposition will come as long as you are doing something meaningful as long as you are not following the status quo and you are lifting the bar and you are saying we cannot be at this level let's change the level You'll be attacked. Paul the apostle wrote to the Corinthians and he told them, Corinthians, I have an opportunity to preach the message in Ephesus. Now, of course, when you read this verse, you will not see Ephesus. But background is that he was going to go to Ephesus. And Ephesus was a very populous city. That was a very populous part of the, 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 the area. And the man is going there to preach and the place is very populated, ripe for the gospel, ready to receive ministry. And the man of God said, a great door and effectual is opened unto me. So maybe there were some great people there in Ephesus who were calling him 
and say, man of God, bring us the gospel. The place is populous. And the man of God is saying, this is opportunity. It's just like you are in Accra, you are in Bogatanga, and Accra is calling you to come and preach. And you're like, whoa, what an opportunity. Or you are in Boga and you have an, you are in Kumasi and you have an opportunity. And a stadium is packed in Accra or the same Kumasi and they are calling you to come and preach. Great opportunity. He said a great door, a huge door is open unto me in Ephesus. And the door is effectual. Effectual in the sense that God, by the anointing, has prepared me for this hour. I'm going to preach a gospel that will save people. God himself has opened this door. I carry an anointing. And this great door and effectual is open unto me. And I'm going to preach it. And he added, and there are many adversaries. Now, if opportunities open for you to go and preach, you shouldn't think there will be adversaries. Huh? So, maybe an effectual door is created for you in Bogatanga, and you are going to preach. And the gospel is not plenty in Bogatanga. So, you are thinking, this is opportunity for you to preach. And you are thinking, everybody will be excited because you are bringing light to a land. No, it's not like that. People are not going to clap their hands for you. And in the case of Paul, the man is going into a land and there are men like Demetrius in that land and Demetrius was a silversmith who, who used to make idols for, for Diana the Great the Great Diana and an idol in the city called Diana the Great or the Great Diana and Demetrius and others were making the silver, silverware or silver idols to the honor of that that, that um, idol when you go into those kind of cities and you preach what you are effectively doing is you are collapsing some people's businesses some people's businesses are gone <laughs> that means they, they can't make their silver things again they cannot make their sacrifices again their businesses is going to go down you are actually disturbing people and when Paul really went there oh Jehovah the makers of the idols rose up against him and then some of the Jews who came into the, the some of the Jews also hated Paul with a passion because they wanted to keep this Judaism and other things and these laws on circumcision and, and the laws of Moses. They wanted to keep them and, and impose them on even Gentiles. And Paul is walking about there and Paul is telling them, you are free from all these laws. You are free from all these laws. Christ has redeemed us from the, from the curse of the law. The people couldn't take it. There were also the morally bankrupt human beings who wanted to live their life in fornication, in drunkenness, in debauchery. They wanted to live careless lives. And Paul is here telling them, repent, change your ways. The man is going into Ephesus and there is a lot of opposition. There were the um, adversaries over here actually means opposers withstanders people that withstand you people that oppose you the word is described as some people that lie in the opposite that means you are going this way and they are lying ahead of you and they are facing you in the opposite direction to push you backwards every one of us under the sound of my voice 
you have opposed us. Look at the way God's word translates. God's word translation of the Bible puts this word. God's word translation of the Bible. I have a great opportunity to do effective work here. I like that. I have a great opportunity to do effective work here. Although there are many people who oppose me. I have a great opportunity to do. I have a great opportunity to do effective work here. Although I have many who oppose me. Sometimes you even come online and you are preaching. And while you are preaching, some people do have their own purpose. They are on the same line. They invade the same opportunity. And they have their own comments. And they, they have their own attacks they do, even online. So I have a great opportunity to do a great work here. And many are the opposers. And then in the message translation of the Bible, it says a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. A good door, a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. <laughs> I like the way he said it. There is, a, there is also mushrooming opposition. Mushrooming opposition. That means opposition is coming from everywhere. It's springing up like mushroom. And people, that is Paul's case. Preaching the gospel and the opposition he feels. But you know, if this thing was happening, if this kind of opposition is happening among strangers, fellow Jews, fellow tribesmen, fellow race people, like maybe your opposition is coming from fellow Ghanaians, maybe fellow um, Gans, fellow Everest, fellow Ashantis, fellow Frafres, fellow Everest, and then it's coming from fellow Germans and fellow Spanish people, fellow Italians, it's coming from fellow Nigerians, fellow Ethiopians. You don't have a problem. The thing becomes worse when it's in your own house. And today I'm going to stay in your house. And especially when it's coming from your own father. The one who gave birth, the one who brought you into the world. All your trouble is coming from him. But there are many people who are suffering in life today. And they are challenging from their father. There are many of you. God put you in the hands of a father. But if it was left with only that father, and God didn't rescue you from him, you will not be sitting where you are. There is a story in the Bible about a man called Jacob. Jacob had a son called Joseph. Joseph went into the land of Egypt and became a big man. And Joseph was blessed with some twins. One was called Manasseh. One was called Ephraim. Is that correct? And Manasseh and Ephraim, Manasseh was the firstborn, meaning to forget. And Ephraim means to bear fruit. Towards the land of this man, towards the end of the life of this man, called Jacob, he told his son Joseph, he said, Joseph, bring your two children and let me bless them. Now, Jacob is sitting down and Joseph comes in with the children. And according to the tradition, the right hand must be placed on the senior son, and the left hand must be placed on the younger son. Some of you have arranged your children by ages, and you have to be very careful. Because sometimes the birthright 
is not with the firstborn. Some of you were born first in your families. But the, you being the firstborn may not be the leader of the house. You can have a number of children and the lastborn may be a special child. Maybe the third child is a special child. And it is left up to the firstborn to say, you know what, my sister, I'm a man. You are a girl. You are the third born. You are the fourth born. But all of us can see that the hand of God is upon you and all of us are going to protect you and make sure that this family benefits from this special child. Of course, my thinking right now is is as quixotic as it is Ethiopian. And that's because that is not the way people normally react to a special child. They will attack the special child and kill the special child. Destroy it so that everybody will just be the same. It's in our families. The one that is most hated is the Joseph. The one that is the most hated is the Judah. They will pounce on the person. They will destroy. And in the case of Joseph, it's not like he hated Ephraim. But his own was tradition. Some of you, the parents, you mean well. But you are setting the wrong precedence. The slightest thing that you call the firstborn. You know you are the firstborn, come. You know you are the firstborn, collect this paper, hide it. You are the firstborn, collect this one, keep it. You are the firstborn, I have a secret. To, you don't give secrets to firstborn, you give secret to responsible people. You give secret to people who will know how to preserve the family's image. And then some of you too, you arrange your children according to Langa Langa in front of the Alex. I'm trying to say something. You know, you are the man. All the other, all your other siblings are girls. You are the man. So you understand man and langa langa. So please, take this paper and keep it. I'm giving you a secret. And you are giving him the secret based on the fact that he's a boy. You are not giving him the secret based on the fact that the person is, is responsible. And you can see that this boy is a drunk this guy is reckless this guy doesn't take destiny this guy is so selfish this guy is so selfish inward looking all he's thinking about is himself the man is immoral this young man is about 27 years he has about five girlfriends you the mother or the daddy once in a while he threatens to beat you up and you are still you are my you are the boy you are the male so come and do this and come and do that now, we all have the traditions by which we arrange our children. We arrange them. We arrange them. So, Joseph had Manasseh here. He framed them and was taking them to his father. Jacob was a blind man. But Jacob knew from his own experience that his father Isaac wanted to give the blessing to Esau because Esau was the firstborn but God had other plans because right from the womb God had said that the older one would save the younger one and he knew 
that his father was so determined to make a mistake that it had to take his mother to correct the error i pray in your family may there be an error corrector may there be an error corrector listen may there be a rebecca in your house and if you are a man and you are as blind as isaac was may god give you a rebecca who can see the future a rebecca who can look at two of your children and right from the time they were in the womb god will tell her that two nations are in your womb and the younger one will have preeminence and supremacy over the senior one and boy it takes guts to execute this in the midst of the traditions we have If you are clapping, error will be corrected in your family. Some of you, as I speak, August firstborn is already sitting on everything. I'm not against firstborn. But if you are firstborn, you must be responsible. You must be the most spiritual, the most disciplined, the most anointed, the most loving so that one day when papa dies there will be no confusion in the family because you are firstborn with a sense of responsibility can i hear somebody clap your hands or if you can clap louder i know i'm teaching something i know i'm teaching something you know what ladies and gentlemen Everybody say maggots. Say maggot, gogomi. Say maggots. Everybody look at yourself. Do you see maggot? How many of you see maggot? You don't see maggot. When you die and they bury you two days, three days, we don't know where maggot will come from. The maggot attack you in the grave. But the maggots that are attacking you in the grave are few compared to the maggots that will attack your family when you are dead and gone. The one in the grave are the gogomi, but the real gogomi is the confusion you leave behind. The lifelong, age-long problems you leave. Oh, bro, look at the problems Abraham left on earth. And up till today, we are struggling with Abraham's confusion. Look at the problem Jacob left on earth. Up till today, we are struggling. You ask many people, what are you doing? They say, I'm just producing the children. Keep producing. You are multiplying Gogomi. The day you are dead and gone, you will see confusion. They will fight for a long time. Some are fighting over your palang. Others are struggling over your wig if you're a woman. But, but you know, people, we all have our traditions. Some people to go with beauty. Their daughters, the one who is the most beautiful. Some to go with intelligence. The one who was the most intelligent in the class and in classroom. And she got first degree and she got the first class. And then she went to that school and she did it. And then they are like, okay, this is the one. But, but you know what, people? Allow God to choose. You know, birthrights are determined by God. When I finish today, we are going to pray about birthright. That God has to settle birthright issues in your family. I'm the firstborn. Don't you know I'm the firstborn daughter? 
and I know firstborn daughters who cause a lot of confusion. Yes, you people are boys, but I am the firstborn. And they do are saying, Yes, you are the firstborn, but we are the men. We are the men. So the lady is busy shouting, I am the firstborn. I am the firstborn. And they two are saying, We are the men. We are the men. So this treble and, and, and base is causing a lot of noise in the family. And here is the man. Joseph, he has arranged his children like Pona and Larbako. Taking this one to the left and this one to the right, carrying them to the father. And this Jacob is a smart man. Can you trick Jacob? This is the father of tricks. <laughs> By the time they stood in front of him, he crossed his hands. He crossed his hands and he laid the right hand on Ephraim's head. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head onto Manasseh's head. The father is trying to change it. Verse number 18. And Joseph said unto his father, Not so. Somebody shout, Not so. Not so, my father. For this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. Not so. Somebody shout, Not so. Somebody shout again, Not so. Somebody shout again, not so. He said, not so. He said, not so. Put thy right hand upon his head. Verse number 19. And his father refused and said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people. And he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he. And his seed shall become a multitude of nations. Not so. But you know what, my son? Manasseh too will become a people. Manasseh will also become great. But his younger brother shall be greater than him and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this was war. And you look in the Bible and you see many, many times that God stepped out of our tradition. God doesn't move with our tradition sometimes. There are several instances in the Bible in which the secondborn or a younger person was preferred to an elder one. Abel was prepared, preferred to king. Abel was preferred to king. Shem had preeminence over Japheth. So it was Shem, then Japheth. But Japheth was older than Shem. Isaac was more blessed than Ishmael. Ishmael was born first, but the blessing was upon Isaac. Jacob received the tenfold blessing, and Esau, who was the older one, received the crumbs of a fivefold blessing. Joseph and Judah were blessed above Reuben. God elected Moses to lead the Israelites. And to stand in his presence. Aaron was older than Moses. But Moses gave Aaron the instructions. The one God appeared to was Moses. But not Aaron. You know what ladies and gentlemen. There is a blind man sitting there. And the blind man is not blind. His name is Jacob. By the time the two children hit him. His hand crossed. And today 
a hand is going to cross and i can see somebody you don't qualify you don't you have not been in the town long you have not been in the system long you have not been in the family long but i can see your hands god is about to cross the hands in the name of jesus somebody's taking a position not because you deserve it physically but because god wants you to have that position come on clap your hands and praise the name of jesus And then, 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 when, when did he also become a businessman? When did she also come into the system? And when it comes to our ministries, the thing is there. We have been serving in this ministry. We've just elected deacons. Your name is Ramon. After they've just announced the deacons, after the service, you are walking around here. Brother Nicholas, what's going on? Hmm? What is going on? That is what you ask. We have been here. As pastor. When he was nothing, who were the people there? When you see him asking, when he was nothing, before this is car kid, And before all these university graduates came, ask him, when were we? Where were all these people? Look at the way they promoted them. So we don't allow the will of God to be done. Listen, you have a certain junior brother somewhere, a certain younger sister there. You are the man of the house. But if you were listening to your wife, you would have gone far away by now. But you keep saying, I'm the man, 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 I'm the man. And you are running your life down as the man. Can you stop for once and think about your wife and allow your wife to at least take one decision? One decision. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. If you were listening to your wife, your anointing will increase. Have you been listening to your wife? The way I'm looking at you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. God is crossing his hands. And you know what? The opposite to is true. That maybe somebody's a senior brother, but you are a junior brother with education. And you have wrestled all the position, all the respect, and everybody from your senior brother because you have education. Today, you too, God will cross his hands and give what the firstborn also deserves to the firstborn. Because you see, the opposite to is true that sometimes there can be a firstborn and people have denied the person the honor, they've denied him the blessing. All I'm saying today is that it is not according to whether you were the firstborn or the secondborn or the thirdborn. Because the firstborn too can have some kind of circumstances. And due to the circumstances of the firstborn, maybe the firstborn is epileptic. The person could be sick, epileptic. The person could be sick, maybe he's blind. Maybe the person is sick and cannot walk. 
But fact that the person can walk doesn't mean the person cannot think. And you are taking all the decisions as a younger brother, and you've forgotten about your, 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 your senior brother completely. Today, in that case, too, God will cross the hands. A certain Mephibosheth will enter your right position. Can I hear somebody clap your hands and praise the name of Jesus? I will have to add this balance so that you don't think that anybody who is the firstborn must forfeit their position. We must look at what the Holy Ghost is doing. What is the Holy Ghost saying? How has the Holy Ghost arranged the people? What is the hierarchy? What is the arrangement in which God has put the person? If the older person, the one who has been in the system longest, deserves it, we give it to that person. If the one who has just come in also deserves it, we give it to the person. But you come into our ministry and boy, new people don't stand a chance. No matter how gifted they are, new people don't have a place they can function. As soon as they come into the church we are asking who do they think they are you know what people there are some stars which until we relax we will never see them some great people who until we relax we will never see them until we learn to cross the hands there are blessings in the ministry who we will never see and i pray in the name of jesus today any manasseh in a family any any ephraim i beg your pardon in a family any ephraim in a ministry any ephraim in a house may the lord make god cross the hands and may you discover your place in the name of jesus come on clap your hands I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.